Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Vases Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 313. It's a tendency for couples to drift apart a lot of times because they're very, very busy with things. They get preoccupied with their work, with what's going on in their life. And very often, it's unfortunate um, that a couple, where things they're not happy or they feel they need counseling, and they go to a counselor, and uh, one of them may be happy or satisfied in the marriage, and the other one is not. But when the other one finally opens up and say, says, I lost my connection to you, and I don't really want to be with you anymore, and the one that's happy with the relationship is totally shocked and, and thrown off course, like, what do you mean? I mean, you know, because it wasn't expressed that way till then. And uh, what a lot of times happens is like we said many times before that in marriages even the best of marriages the drifting apart is a default mode that happens and it gets worse when the couples get busy to the point where they don't have time to connect with one another so here's a few eights to do when you have a hectic lifestyle and you're tired with many many things to make sure that um you connect despite the fact that you're busy. The first thing one needs to know is not to justify overwork um, as an excuse of the fact that that's why I wasn't able to connect. And what happens a lot of times, now it is true that sometimes we have a, parnasa is not an easy thing, but you also have to do a shtadlis and it takes a lot of avoida, it's a lot of stress very often, takes up a lot of hours of our time. So no one's taking Parnassah lightly. It is not something to take lightly. But for many people, after a while, even while this is going on, many of them use that work or that need to work to try to fill, out, fill a void in which they feel some emptiness in their lives and they pursue the work to escape into it so, and they, by default, simply don't want to deal with their real life at home or their family by immersing themselves into work. Now, sometimes it's necessary based on the Parnassa. Everyone knows it. People who work know it. But very often we do tend to overwork uh, to the point where we basically are filling a void that we're having work fill instead of actually filling that void with healthy things that of needs that need to be met. Um, and it's not, uh, part of it is the stress of comparing yourself to others. Someone has a bigger car, so they have a bigger car. Someone has a bigger house, so they have a bigger house. Someone could afford that summer home and you can't afford that summer home. Okay, so that's the way it is. But the point being, though, is that the overwork is not healthy, and you need, when you can't, sometimes you're an onus, you can't help it, but very, but it's very important to try your best to juggle that aspect when you're very busy and realize, maybe I neglected my spouse up to this point. So that's a very important thing to know. Another thing is, is to be aware of how you prioritize things and how you prioritize people. We explained also in the past that in a couple, the wife comes first. The wife is like your first child. Your husband is like the first child. 
The kids come second. We talked about this a lot, even though one of the greatest tachlises of marriage is pruvu, perpetuation of dairies of generations, and to have children is, is, is an unbelievable, tremendous, tremendous mitzvah. And the kids will always be, the children will always be uh, a, iker, a mainstay in uh, mother and father's role in their lives with the children. But every married couple needs to know that as a mother and as a father, the first priority is to them, to each other. Then children, then extended family, but they come first, even before the children. We explained this many times before. Also, it makes the kids themselves feel safe, feel protected, feel loved, and that is a key. And if your priorities, priorities become work or other things, Rather than that husband, wife, that's sharing your life, sharing your bed, sharing everything, that is a sad thing. And we need to somehow learn how to juggle better and to place a strong priority on the time and the connection that we have with our spouses, with our husbands and with our wives. The next thing that's very important with busy couples is to make sure not to brush off any uh, husband or wife's attempt to become close to you. So if you're very, very busy and you're tied up, and sometimes your wife or husband will come to you, give you a hug, and you like push them away or just run away, not because you want to be, uh, uh, you know, you're mad or, or because you're annoyed or anything like that. It's because your head is spinning with whatever you're busy with, and you just barely noticed it even, or just like, you know, was insensitive to that. And that happens, unfortunately, very, very often, where you have a couple where one of them is so preoccupied or busy or stressed, and the other one, who is somewhat less busy at that moment, tries to extend and initiate some type of uh, warmth, physically or emotionally, and and they don't hop it, and they just pull away, and that's that hurts a lot and it creates a rift in the marriage. And what's very important when you do this, um, that when you're the, first of all, the uh, uh, one always should reach out. And the one who is um, being reached out to needs to be sensitive to it and to realize that that's what's really needed to reciprocate that and to be direct about it. I think a lot of couples also I don't know if it's shame or it's uncomfortableness or our culture, you know, it's not uh, macho or it's not, you know, it shows that you're weak, which is really the opposite is the true, to tell your husband or your wife either way, whichever way it goes or both ways, that I need you, that I love you, that I miss you if you haven't seen them the whole day or whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with saying these things. As a matter of fact, it's very helpful and it's a beautiful thing to say these things. And it's a big healing when you have a couple that is very busy and, um, you know, busy with their own lives. And to connect again, to be direct about that, to be, take the initiative of showing that care, showing that love. And that is an act of courage. That is a healthy thing. That is not what people say very often that it's unhealthy or a weakness to say to someone else, I need you, you know, uh, do I really need you? I need the Rabbani Shlomo, that's all who I need. I don't need anyone else. 
Yes, of course, we, the only one we need is the Rabbi Nishalaylam. But the Rabbi Nishalaylam puts in us, he wants us to need our husbands and wives as well. And to say you miss them when you miss them. Say you love them when you love them. Say, um, you know, I love spending time with you. And show that you care and focus on that. Be direct with that because sometimes they don't get a hint. Sometimes you have to actually spell it out. And another thing also that could help is talking about stress, meaning talking to each other about whatever is worrying them, whatever is bothering them, can alleviate the stress and can unburden them. So what's very important is, is that when you're under stress, it's very easy to lash out, and it's very easy to blame, and it's very easy to get very, very irritable when you're under stress. And instead, what one needs to do is to realize, okay, I'm under stress. Acknowledge it to your spouse, but then you alleviate it by unburdening yourself, talking to each other about it, and being understanding towards each other. So again, to summarize the points that we brought up in this share, tips for busy couples that feel that they're drifting apart, that it's very, very important to not let work become a high overall priority. Don't justify overwork and say, I'm too busy, and that's why I didn't have time with this and that. You know, there's a real reality to it very often, but there needs to be some type of balance and really realize, number one, the, the not to pursue money for the sake of money or to go beyond what, you know, on work, because it's in the Dava Saif. You have to, of course, turn off the beam of fairness. There's nothing wrong with looking for a better job, and all this is all good. But the idea is, is though, that work has to be a healthy balance in a person's life and not overtake him. And to be aware of how you're prioritizing your life and how you're prioritizing your marriage. Like we said, your wife or your husband needs to be priority number one, even beyond the kids, like we spend, explained in many shirim in the past. And also, again, don't brush off the husband or wife's attempts to get close to you, no matter how busy you are, you have to catch on to these cues. And the truth is, is the more you practice this, the more it will become natural to you. When you hear when they're trying to show their affection to you, they were, didn't come out right away and say it, maybe because they're whether embarrassed or they haven't said it for a long time, they feel awkward. Could be they're worried about your own, your own response, you know. Sometimes if you make yourself vulnerable and you're and the other one's not in the mood to hear it, and you say, I need them and I miss you and I uh, care about you, and the other one's not in a good mood, you know, you're worried. They may lash out or roll their eyes or, or like, you know, that's what you need to tell me now when all this stuff is going on. So just incidentally, the one who, who's thinking about saying these things should really think twice and realize that, that, that when their husband or wife is trying to show you affection and it's coming from a sincere place you need to respond in kind even if you're stressed right now and afterwards you can explain yes I, I i need you too and i love you very much and then you explain why you you know right now you know this is what i'm overwhelmed by this is what's bothering me and so on and so forth but speaking to each other in this way of sharing your burdens and showing that you care and that you need the, your husband or wife and that you want to be with them and you love them is a sign of courage. Again, it's venahapahu in this world. It's venahapahu in many cultures. We're expressing that vulnerability 
um, is considered by many a sign of weakness. No one can tell me that I need anybody. I don't need anybody. And people cover it up with betachin, by the way. We'll start halavai, you know. Many people give shiurim on chavas alvavis and shabitachin, and really should give some shiurim on that to talk about what it is. But what it's not, it's not relying on the rabbinu shloilam in situations where the rabbinu shloilam himself wants you to do hishtatlis or wants you to work on it. Meaning, yes, you, it's true. Einoid mulvadai. I don't need any, anyone. Hashem could do anything. But Hashem wants a kesher between a husband and a wife. Hashem wants that interaction. He created the world where people need each other. They are noisnim and makablam all the time. Givers and takers and rather receivers who want to receive, but they need to receive in order to, in order to be mashpia more. So, so you don't use betochen in a negative way where Hashem doesn't want you to use it. There are times where, yes, it's a mitzvah, there's an inyan to tell your husband, tell your wife, I need you, and I miss you, and I care about you, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's a good thing, and it's a strength. It is not a weakness. And many, many feel that it is a weakness because they're putting themselves in a vulnerable position. You know, if I open up, I say, I need you, and you could easily respond back, well, I don't need you. Well, I miss you, I didn't miss you, you know. So you put yourself in a vulnerable spot, and the recipient of it needs to understand whether they're in a good mood, whether they're not in a good mood, whether they're stressed or not stressed. If the husband or wife gives you a hug or approaches you and expresses warmth to you, you could be in a zero mood to receive it. You need to intellectually know in your head, this is the right thing, whether I feel it right now or not. This is the right thing, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do. Ultimately, I do love my husband who is hugging me now. I do love my wife who is hugging me now. And I do care for them. The fact that I'm right now so overwhelmed or stressed that I don't feel anything or feel very little because I'm preoccupied or whatever the reason is, but that doesn't take away the fact that the panemius in your mayach and your lave, you're connected to your husband and you're connected to your wife and you say that you love them and because you actually do love them. If you want to look in depth, by the way, the Tanya talks about it, fascinating, many prokim on Ahavas Hashem, going through all the different levels and all the different inyanam of Ahavas Hashem and Yeras Hashem. And one thing fascinating goes through it, that is the Bechina of, Hava, of Ahava, where where. The, 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 the truth is, is right now he's not capable of feeling that emotional love or even that intellectual love. And in those situations, it suffices where you just say in your mind, you think in your mind, there's a mitzvah of a hafta, and I'm being mekayim that mitzvah of a hafta by, fa- by the fact that I know that I do want to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though I don't feel it in my hergish right now. The fact that there is a mitzvah hafta, and I choose to love Hakadosh Baruch Hu, whether I feel it right now or not, even if it seems to be disconnect, it has tremendous, tremendous value, and that's something that that people need to realize and not neglect things because they don't feel. Feelings come and go, and ultimately, that's not the gauge of things. And true ahava, true love, is beyond those, um, you know. Superficial gestures, but it comes from a real deep place that is beyond feelings. So that's another important thing. And to share each with each other and, and work with each other. And that helps a lot. So remember for all of you who to share, for all of you that's been busy with life overall, to try to push yourself as best as you can, to take the time to connect with your husband, to connect with your wife, 
and that will create a special healing and a special siyat deshmaya in your marriage that should be with a tremendous hatzlacha. Have a wonderful day.